the Constant Struggle. I'm Nick Watson. And I'm Bree Watson. There you go. And we have a special guest on the episode today. Uh, my good friend, Dale Wells, is here. Hello to you both. Hello, Dale. Hi, Dale. Hey. <laughs> uh, Dale is a very funny improviser. He is the producer of a couple improv shows. Uh, he's uh, the founding half of the Dandies. Um, also runs Holodeck Follies, a monthly improv-based Star Trek improv and variety show. And uh, the Tough Love Improv as well, which is a kick-your-ass, get-into-improv-shape yeah. workshop. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, situation. So welcome to The Constant Struggle, Dale. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I've been a long-time listener, first-time caller. Cool. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so if we had a T-shirt, we'd give you one. Thank you. We should make T-shirts. Yeah, with the with the logo. With the logo, yeah, we own the sense. logo, right? We sure do. We paid for it, so we better. Oh, I don't know. I guess we have to talk to Rob. Rob will. Rob okay, Wells, we'll see if Rob we have Rob, logo permission. Uh, Hills, yeah, and then yeah, we should merch the shit out. Sweet, of <laughs> sweet. So, um, <clears throat> can we get mugs? Yeah, you get anything at Vistaprint. Oh, man. Because yes. Marin has mugs. Oh, God, it oh, is. Oh, so it's early in the episode this time. Did you see? Okay, so he, Halloween was yesterday. Did you see he retweeted like a very good Marin costume? Oh, no. It was somebody dressed exactly like him, and he had a cat in a cat carrier. Awesome. <laughs> it was so good. What's uh, a cat named Boomer? Well, I mean. It could have been. I don't like think it's a yeah. Oh, I didn't see like a sticker logo on it. This is Boomer on it. It probably should have. It, uh, so like that's... a Schrodinger's Boomer. He's alive. <laughs> Sorry. You could see it, so you knew. It was so like, yeah, okay, yeah. that's a bad Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, my throat is gone right now. If I, if I ah, sound he's... funny, I had a lot of fun last night. Sound alright. I uh, danced at the comedy bar, and before that, I performed some Star Trek improv with the Dandies. Oh, with the Dandies? It wasn't a. Star Trek show? Yeah, but the Dandies run. Trek tell show. us, tell us uh, about the, the, the Dandies. Yeah, certainly, <laughs> uh, the Dandies were created as an opportunity for my wife Andy and I to perform together as much as possible around town, uh, because we had been part of a different team and schedules were hard to manage. It was just easier to bring it down to our core. We could figure out our schedules together. Uh, and then from that, we were looking for a, a long-term show to put together uh, for us and then invite friends too. So we had finished watching TNG, Star Trek TNG, and decided <laughs> that was the perfect uh, vehicle for us. It was within our passion, uh, our wheelhouse knowledge-wise. And because it's futuristic, a lot of the hang-ups that we as a society still have shouldn't exist. Right. Some of them will. I mean, in every Star Trek, there is still racism. There's yep. still in, in inequity uh, among different status and, and types. So we could still uh, still relate everything to, to how our world is, but we could pretend, at least, that there were more ideal uh, solutions out there. Yeah, the Gene Roddenberry mm -hmm. future is always really like positive and right. socially moving forward. Yeah. Uh, and uh, TNG is more socially progressive than the original series. Uh, Voyager is even more so than that. 
Lady uh, Captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought it dealt with social issues more because you had the Maquis and the... Exactly. Yeah. And and now, to be fair, they dropped it. <laughs> they dropped a lot Tell of me. those tensions. Yeah. Right. But it, it at least was present. And so we saw this as an opportunity for us, as long as we didn't focus on TNG or on one of the specific um, franchises... For us to play with what we knew and liked, we could have guests on who knew and liked the versions that they did, and we could all really just cosplay. I mean, mm-hmm. that's yeah. really all, all it is. Is we we are our own characters. It's long form, so whatever there is character progression, uh, as well as you know some of the game, improv games that happen. Okay, I, I thought uh, Holodeck Follies was completely different from the Dandy Show, but is is it mm-hmm. like the Dandies presents Holodeck Follies? When it comes down to it, yes. Oh, okay, a, cool. So the problem is, from a branding perspective, trying to tell people in a in a most efficient way yep. what is what they're coming to see. So it just became easier to say Holodeck Follies, yeah. rather than or Holodeck Follies Star Trek Improv or yeah, something to that extent, rather than go. The dandies. Well, what am I? Yeah, to say? yeah. When we were doing it's shows around, a bunch around, of fancy Star Trek people. <laughs> when we were doing shows around town, though, for example, when we did Big City Improv, right. it was the dandies, uh, being Andy and myself, and we were not doing Star Trek. Okay, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. So the it, dandies it, does that come from Dale and Andy? It portmanteaued it? <laughs> it. It does. Okay. Uh, that is the main purpose of it, but it also comes from the dandies. The idea of a dandy, somebody who is. Dressed fancy, up, yeah. uh, they're fancy, <laughs> fancy dressers, but they're not necessarily always with it. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so they tend to be silly, oh, uh, nice. you know, or they're perceived as silly, uh, and that silliness that doesn't belong in improv. No, oh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I just I want to keep my heart as light as possible, and so I will tend toward the ridiculous. Cool. Right. Uh, but I take it as seriously as as I can. Yeah. Like I'm making this, I'm going to blow up the moon. Yeah, and I'm just going to follow through with that because uh, it's improv. So you can make any choice. I'm just going to make a choice. Right. Yeah. That was a fun game, though. Like, yeah. Because we kept messing up. Like, when we blew up the moon, something terrible happened. Yeah. Andy's half Q, so she would just reset time, and we would go and try to do it again, but we would always end up blowing up the moon, and bad things would happen. Well, yeah, because that's not a good thing to blow up the moon. No. There'd be tide implications. (laughs) Well, and and, and certainly, we never got to the point of the implications afterwards. We never got beyond that point. It ended up being one of those recursive (laughs) storylines, which does happen in Star Trek. So so we were were still within (sighs) the universe of what might be an actual show. Oh, that Uh, one where Kelsey Grammer's ship keeps crashing (laughs) into the Enterprise. It's one of my favorite episodes. Sorry. No, don't yeah, be sorry. Yeah. We should, like, last time was baseball podcast, so this should be Star Trek podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Did the bat flip happen? By... It, were you, oh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, it must have, because it was after I had gone to see them win that one... Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, bat flip was yeah. serious before. There All right, good. Yeah. Before, yeah. So I saw a clip of it today on Sportsnet. They were doing, like, the top plays of the year or whatever, Yeah. and that made me happy. Yay. <laughs> it just cheers me up every time I see it. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, okay. Star Trek improv. Toronto has a long history of different troops performing Star Trek improv. Really? Did you know that? I didn't. I did. Oh. 
Actually, mm-hmm. it, it, you want to talk or I can... I, I know Gary Pearson. Yes. Who is an... Uh, he is now... A, well, I mean, he's a writer and a producer of many television shows in Canada. Mm-hmm. Most recently, Sunnyside. Right. But he always posts pictures of, you know, on Throwback Thursday or whatnot of him in his Star Trek getup to an improv. Yep. <laughs> so they used to like do improv and sketch. Oh, both. Their show okay. was primarily sketch that they would reparse oh. and, you know, pull out the funny moments. And not to say they didn't do uh, improv with it as well, but the, the mainstay of their show was, was sketch. the sketch version. Cool. When I created my show, that was what I had in mind. Ah. Uh, from a, I don't want to do what they did. I don't want to be copying what they did. Even as much time had passed, I didn't want to, in my mind, I didn't want to just be you know, rehashing yeah, everything. Exactly. Uh, so I tried to make sure everything that we were bringing to the show was new. It was a new perspective. Uh, and from the very get-go, they were using original series, so it made this it easy. We're doing, that you we're doing TNG. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> we are doing the next generation. Uh, but at the time that we had started, I had also researched to make sure nobody else was doing it in Toronto. I didn't want to. Again, I didn't want to be competing. I know there's space for us in town, but you don't want to run the same show. Other people do that. I don't do that. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was shade. That's shame. fine. Uh, <laughs> so I did know that. I did know that Bad Dog had at one point done an improvised Star Trek. Yeah. And shortly after we started up, they remounted theirs. Right. And, right. and from what I have heard, because I, I didn't get a chance to see it, it was, it, I mean, obviously it was popular, but it wasn't anything like what we were doing. So okay. it wasn't, so it, I was glad for that. I, I was glad that it wasn't, a, oh, well, it's really just mirror universes of each other very different directions you know it's exceptionally different between yours and the bad dog show which i also didn't see uh is that you bring in variety acts um so not it's not just improv you bring Correct. in musical acts and and stand-up comedy and and many different sort of variety uh, a variety of performances uh but also like uh, I, I feel like you really bring in the whole geek community Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas I think Bad Dog, it was, it was, it's strongly about improv and it was probably mostly attended by improvisers. Whereas you get people who go to cons and who yes. like, that's how they found uh, out about the show, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, again, from the very beginning, I, I made that strong choice to, to, to bring everybody together because Star Trek is about that. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other part of it is Black Swan, uh, or now SoCap. They had a variety show at one point, and when that ended, I saw the gap. Mm. And I went, that's something that I think is needed. We do need to bring our varying communities together, because there is a stand-up community, there's the sketch community, there's improv community, and I don't get out enough to be able to see everybody and support everybody. And then also my musician friends. So I don't have enough hours in my day. Of course to get out to their show, let alone... So I decided it, it just made sense to bring them to mine. If it's only 10, 15 minutes, I still get to see something of what they do. Yeah. The other uh, part of it is it gives audience a chance to see things that they might not normally go out to see, and it gives those performers a chance to play to an audience that they wouldn't get in front of. Yeah, there's loads of cross-pollination For going sure. on. For and, uh, sure. And, and I've seen the benefit of that. I've seen some people out to our show who have then gone on to follow some of the bands mm-hmm. or oh. sketch or, or whatever. Uh, 
Well, just looking at something like Saturday Night Live, where you have the musical guests in there, it's yes. a nice breakup from just being comedy, comedy, comedy the right. whole way. For sure. Well, you know, that's how <laughs> comedy got started initially. It was being an opening act for music? It or? was breaking up burlesque. Yes. Oh, vaudeville stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> ah. We were watching Saturday Night Live the other night, and I realized that that is our format. Oh, we do improv. Yeah. But our format is to do improv, variety, variety, improv. And SNL is sketch, sketch, variety, sketch, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's a very, I mean, obviously we don't have the commercial breaks or anything. Uh, but we have people selling stuff in the back. That counts. We, we, do, yeah. we do have the vendors on occasion come in and uh, sometimes Star Trek related merchandise and oh, sometimes cool. just geek related or it's one of the performers. They I bought the uh, number one beard oil yesterday yes. for Dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, for myself. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. uh, that was delightful, and uh, and she's been going uh, for just over a year now, and ha- and is a Star Trek fan. Great. Well, yeah. By yeah. Riker's beard. Right. Oh, it has yeah. a picture of his beard oh, on it. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> Um, but that raises another uh, issue. You're saying you don't have enough hours in the day. Yes. Because your days are spent similar to ours uh, in the throes of a nine to five. Yes. Certainly. Yeah. I, I have. I have been a nine to fiver for a lot longer than I've been an improviser. Now at this point, I came back to performing. Nice. But uh, but I had to do the day job. And I have kids and. They need, they need a roof over their head, and sure. I do what I can in that way. And so. improv ain't paying the bills. Uh, <laughs> has never paid the bills, may never pay the bills. I, I have to accept that reality <laughs> that I'm not on the cutting edge of bringing improv to, uh, to the Monetizing masses. Monetizing improv. Yeah, yeah, I've tried. I, that's been my constant struggle is getting out of that mindset of, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we will be rewarded in that way. Yeah. <laughs> the reward is doing the improv itself and putting on a good show, I bet. At this, For sure. At this point. I, I, I would say that uh, I, my struggle has been about the producing. Okay. When it comes to performing, I love it. And I'm able to turn off the producer mode uh, and get into the moment. And So I don't have any struggles about that. And I can get the stage time around town, if not on my show. But it's the putting together the best show possible and getting the most people out to it. Oh, it's hard and it's, it's so tiring hard. and it's and it's unrewarding in a lot of ways unless you look for the rewards in it. Right. Which yeah, so as a as another person who produces shows, yeah. Yeah. I know and I'm always like me personally, I'm like, how the hell does Dale get so many people out to his shows? <laughs> yeah. But I think your your show, Holodeck Follies, is very smart in that it taps into more than just comedians because comedians aren't Making the trip out to SoCap to see a show. No. They're making the trip out to do a show sometimes if they don't bail on you on yes. the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know is my pet peeve. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but yeah, so I think that was a really smart play uh, on your behalf of bringing in a larger community. Yeah, you're, you're reaching out to different... Uh, oh, the word you just used. Communities. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We could just keep you saying community yeah. Yeah. over and over again. <laughs> I, I did it for two reasons. From the When I first dove into producing, I wasn't sure who would come out, but I knew I couldn't rely on other people who were on stage all the time. Right. Not because they're not good people, or it, it was scheduling. It's, right. Yeah, I can't, they're trying to do their shows right. as well. But yeah. And that's fair. But... 
for me, I want to have I want to have everybody have a good time, but I want uh, to have a good time as a performer. You need an audience. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so so I didn't know any other way to do it, and uh, and I knew that Star Trek might not be enough. I recognized that it's because it's it's in the past. The movies have rebooted the attention on it to an extent, but it's not a constant. It, it it's not a constant on television anymore, unless you're going to cable or you know Netflix. Right. Or yeah, whatever. Netflix. Uh, so there are what I have found though are there are a lot of people who like Star Trek more than they realize they like Star Trek. <laughs> they go, oh. I know that character or I know that story and I'm like well I don't even know that story that's cool <laughs> but you know so it, it does bring that out uh, it allows me to not feel guilty that certain people aren't making it out like I, I don't put guilt on them I don't feel bad that they're not there uh, so at the same time I don't appreciate my own success mm. and we're not we don't have sold out shows at this point but at Fan Expo we did that's awesome. awesome. You know, well, we yeah, had, well, that's that's it, your base. We we went we went to them, you know. And one of the pieces of advice I got quite early on uh, from Rob Hills actually was go go to where the, go to where your fans are. Yeah. You know, like approach Silver Snail, approach the oh, conventions. Oh man! And and at that point, I knew about the four hundred fours, and they are a convention, primarily a convention based uh, improv troupe. Right. Uh, in out west and here in Toronto. Uh, and, and they do all of the big cons and they get out huge crowds. So I didn't want to compete with them on that level. So I was trying to do what they were doing, here. you know, here yeah. in Toronto, uh, to, to varying levels of success. The other thing I don't appreciate is that 20 people to me is not a good crowd. 20 people to other improv shows is an amazing crowd. It's true. And it's not to say that 20 people to me isn't a good, it really isn't a good crowd. You're I'm, just hoping I, for a bigger I, crowd. My, my goal is always bigger and better. Yeah. And so I, I'm not able to be in the moment with the 20. I'm still thinking, why isn't or it 25 or 30 yeah. or whatever? Mm -hmm. and yeah, I feel, uh, yeah, like I have a real hard time getting anybody out to Jill in my show yeah. at SoCap. Yeah. And for me, that's always like, yeah. I go, I always go into that show being like, well, nobody's here to see it, so here's the fucking show. You yeah. know what I mean? This is yeah. what you get, guys, which is right. your, the wrong attitude. You yeah. know, you should be thankful that, you know, one, two people showed up. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Uh, but that, oh, that's the thing. Yeah, play to the audience that you got, exactly. not the one that you... Mm -hmm. Exactly. That you don't. <laughs> right. that, yeah, that are at home watching Netflix or whatever. Yeah. And, of course, there are shows out there that that do draw the audiences. And mm. you go, well, how do I do that? Mm. Uh, and Or how do I at least get the people who have come to come back? Yes. How do I get them to keep coming back? So I recognized... I was putting a lot of pressure, in my mind, I was putting a lot of pressure on those audiences because they weren't doing what I wanted, when the reality is they have lives, they're busy, yeah. they're doing what they're doing, and it's not, a, it's not a comment on the quality of our show or the entertainment value of our show, it's their lives don't allow them to be fanatics right. in the way that I would hope. Right. That being said, I ran into somebody before the show last night who had been out to see the monthly show a couple of times, and uh, and he said, "I can't make tonight, but your sh he was with somebody." He said, "They have it's a fantastic show," Aww. and that to me spoke more volumes than any of my insecurity about whether whether people feel that way or I think they feel that way. Right. Um, 
So I'm I'm coming into the. We're now three years in. I'm coming to the I'm point. I, I'm coming to the point where I appreciate what we do more. I appreciate the audiences we do get, and whether it's twenty or forty or sixty or three hundred, it's a good time. Yeah. And so I can just settle as a producer, as a performer. I was already there, but as a producer, I'm starting to get to that point where I can. Yeah, let's. let's we're all here. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, that being said. I have had the two people shows <laughs> and uh, with other formats that I've tried. Right. Those are hard nights. So, so <laughs> I, I, I've been there and with new things, you know, you do have to build it up. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. Well, it's, it's weird for me because then I'll do something like Guess Who's Coming to Improv, which is yeah. a show that everybody can come and play. And that one has been doing nothing but building since Good. I started it. Right. So it's, it's weird for me to be like, but I have this one that everybody comes to, and this one nobody comes to. Yes, but, yeah. Well, you got to look at why why that's happening, maybe. Because yeah. like, guess who? That's everybody can play. Yeah, man. That's a bit. That's completely different than going to a show and just sitting there and being a passive audience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And but that, if you're if you're an improviser and you care, or a sketch comedian and you care about getting better, yeah, you should be going out and watching more improv yeah but you can't just reach out to people who want to do improv and comedy you got to get normal people who just want to have a fun night that night which might be a problem with (laughs) the the venue because they don't get much walk-up traffic in the way comedy bar does for sure i think that the venue is probably if you were to try to do exit pursued by bear at comedy bar we'd probably get bigger audience that would be well it would be it would be a more fair uh test as to whether it's the format or, or, or something else, or the right. venue. What's the big draw to? Com- I, I love Comedy Bar. It's a great place. What makes it logistically easier for folks to get to? Is it more well known? It's Is on it- the West End. Yeah. Okay. I had I had a music uh, friend, music promoter friend of mine, say that the West End are people with the disposable income. They're all there. The East uh, End are the families. Oh. So, so, and I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. I, I can see that being a, a bit true, but. SoCap is right across from the Danforth Music Hall, yeah. which tends to get huge crowds because it's a huge venue. Well, they're both on the same line, the subway line, right? right? Yeah. So if yes. you could get onto that thing. <laughs> but but there is. It, it is that east versus west. Oh, I have right. a hard time going west. Unless I'm in a show, I tend not to go to Comedy oh, Bar. Right. Not because I don't like it, but because it's on the opposite side of where my life is. Oh, right. cool. All right. I go to SoCap a lot because... Gary's bar is pretty much filled up with shows. You right. know what I mean? If you want right. to try something new, SoCap is the place to do it. The Certainly. only problem is you're not going to get as big an audience as yeah. if you were trying it with Gary. But if you were doing it with Gary, you might end up doing it on a Monday night where nobody would show up anyway because you know, yeah. nobody goes out on a Monday. Yeah. So it's like it's this weird catch-22. From a drinking point of view, <laughs> yes. yes, I think the SoCap is a way nicer looking place to go do your drinking at. It's, it's, and to have a fun time. It is a super nice looking club. It, yeah, for sure. It looks like old time. No, I was gonna say Hollywood. That's wrong. Like someplace in New York where you'd go to catch a cool show and stuff. Where yeah. the comedy yeah. bar is, it's almost like half sports bar at the same time, which is, mm-hmm. which draws in a lot of people. Like, yeah, but is that because the sports in Toronto just got really good all of a sudden? Well, or? people have always been watching sports. Yeah, Toronto, there's yeah. always hockey. Yeah, yeah they've like, always the, had the that as a component. Yeah, they exactly. have the big screens up yeah. for it. Yeah. They they open the doors when there's an event going on. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, so they both have their values. For sure. To, to be fair, SoCap is newer. Uh-huh. SoCap is going through the same growing pains that our shows are. Exactly. Of the, 
you know, I, I was listening to uh, I, I listened to the Nerdist podcast. So often. do we. It is a, a quality it, podcast. So it, there are a lot of uh, episodes that I really enjoy, but the one thing I have noticed is a trend among most of them, and it's not a planted question, but it's oh, how long did it take you to get from mm. to overnight success? And ten years is all these things that we think of the yeah, this is now popular. It's like yeah, yeah, ten years, took ten years, uh. and that took unseen number of years. Uh, not being a success exactly. where they just plowed through. It's, yeah, it's true with Comedy Bar too. I'm sure yeah. when it got started it wasn't the happening place to be that yeah. it is now. You know. Uh, and the other part of it is all of those people forged out to the thing that they were passionate about mm-hmm. as opposed to the thing they thought would become popular. Right. So it, it, it's thoughts like that that help me with our show of the okay so star trek may not ever be the pinnacle of you know, popularity again right well it should so, be well <laughs> yes yeah but but does that mean that i should stop doing it oh no no, no. no. until my passion runs out for that yeah why not continue look there's no, there's no wrong in this uh and i think that I get rewarded by people who come up and say, I'm not a Star Trek fan, but I had a blast. I was worried about not getting the references. I didn't have that problem here. So that kind of feedback from people matters more than, oh, the masses aren't coming. Well, the masses never were. It's always been uh, this subset of of the culture. Community, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to get a bounce from when uh, Star Wars hits. They'll bring the star crowd out, and then Star yeah, Trek so, is going to have a new movie pretty soon, too. Yeah. So you'll I, get uh, the casual awareness people coming <laughs> to that, probably. There, There is, uh, when I go online and I, into the forums, one of the, one of the concerns is, well, Star Trek, everybody should love Star Trek, but why, why are so many people drawn to Star Wars? And, well, Star Wars attracts a bigger, you know, bigger cut slice of the community. I think it aims um, younger. Star Wars. It, for sure, yeah. it absolutely yeah. does. Uh, but the response to that tends to be, "What does it matter?" Like, yeah. And, and you're allowed to like both. Yeah, yeah. I, that's me. The number I people, love both. Yeah, who love both. So again, don't worry about it. Like, go with go with what your passion is. So, it's sci-fi. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you like sci-fi. You like space exploration. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Exactly. I only like this kind of. You know, I yeah. only like Buzz Aldrin. That's the only space-related right. thing I'm gonna appreciate. I really liked Phantom Menace because it reached out to both stars in my in the universe. You had the Star Wars element, but with all the negotiations in the Senate and yes. then trade disputes, it's <laughs> like, right, right. ooh, that's getting into the nitty gritty that you would expect from a Star Trek situation. Right. So yes. I completely loved it. And then Jar Jar Binks. Uh, whatever. Right. Jar Jar was annoying and. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> But uh, he was a re- he's reaching out to the kids. My kids it's love true. Jar Jar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing I could do about that. Yeah. I loved the Ewoks. Ewoks. Exactly. They were but so cute. Yeah. People older than me were like, oh, freaking Stupid Ewoks. Ewoks. Stupid Ewoks. They're yep. so cute. How can you hate an Ewok? I Except I... for Neckbeard at the Kansas City <laughs> 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 uh, So So my question, because I, I haven't seen uh, your format with Jill. So... What is it about that show? Like, if you were if you were to pitch that show, how would you describe it? Uh, it's a comedy variety show where we bring in our favorite performers around the city, mm-hmm. and we put on a, a show with sketch, stand up, and improv. Right. It's pretty simple, but the, it also isn't you know super distinctive. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. 
Well, you're like Lady Abbott and Costello, though, in a way, because Jill's your super straight lady, right. who's a professional, not professional, sorry, like classically trained yeah. um, stage, and you're like comedy based, Very goofy. and you guys meet in the medium of improv, yeah, yeah. which isn't Abbott and Costello, but like what I'm saying is that you got the classic dynamic of the, the, the straight, straight man and, and the silly person, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, we're the uh, somewhat feminist whose line is it anyway, is what we were calling. <laughs> oh, is that what you're going with? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we tend to, yeah, we tend to bring performers that we, similar to mm-hmm. what, you, what you said, I want to see performers that I know are going to be good and are going to impress, not impress me, I don't want to be impressed, but I want to be like delighted and surprised as like an yes. audience yeah. member as an yeah. audience member yeah. i bring in acts that i want to see you know what i mean so That's, a lot of yeah. a lot of people will bring in okay well let's bring in this new troupe mm-hmm. because they're going to bring all their parents and their friends and their yes. moms and whatever and that's a great way to get money in but they might suck and I don't want to, like, I've done a lot of time watching improv troops try to figure it out. Like, I'm at, if it's my show, I want to make sure the people performing are up to a certain standard right. uh, in terms of performance. That being said, yeah. the number of times I've had, it, now, it's not countless, but I've had well-known or well-established performers phone it in. Right. And that, for me, is far more disappointing yes. than the, I'm going to try this thing, is that okay? I, I have no problem being a safe haven for people trying something new. Yeah. Heck yeah. Because uh, we all are. It's true. We, yeah. had, we had Mark Little come, and he was doing only stuff he had never done before. And it, and it wasn't, he wasn't, certainly wasn't phoning it in. He, yeah. he it was hilarious, you yeah. know what I mean? But, and nobody had ever heard it before, and you could tell he was just sort of workshopping it. Yep. But it was like, yeah, that's amazing. I, I would like... Is that not an indicator of somebody who's good at their at, at doing this kind of stuff? Because Mark Little's awesome. Yeah. Like, funny. Mm-hmm. And, he, and if he's just coming in fully engaged with everything, that's a mark of quality. Exactly. And a mark of Little. Well, that's... Yeah. A, <laughs> we try not to get people, I think, will phone it in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Anybody who's performing... And I try, I've got a couple, like, pro stand-up people to come in. Like, Christina Walkinshaw came. She did yeah. a great set. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it boomer every time you come... Brings the freaking heat. She brings the boom. Yeah, yeah, Boomer hasn't. We haven't invited her to do Exit Pursued by a Bear, and that might be a mistake. So get ready, Boomer. Oh my God, she would kill. Of course, she kills everything she does. Yeah, she's a murderer. (laughs) But she's gonna be doing the next guest who, so that's good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so I should probably go there. You should go. (laughs) You should go regardless of if Boomer's there. (laughs) But more so if Boomer's there. Okay, so let's shift gears here at the half hour mark. Oh, and that's I want to hear shift. you two uh, gentlemen talk about the challenges of uh, living your art when you also have to make sure the spawn you have created survive. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not the survival. I mean, we both have day jobs. So, you know, like that's hardcore built into your, your daily life. There's no getting around it. Right. What uh, I'm finding hard is... Uh, not bringing my baggage of like, oh, I want to go and do my writing and laying that all onto my kids who need to have an engaged parent, right. someone around to do their homework with them and cook them food of a quality. That's, um, that's keeping them alive. That's- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to just uh, reheat stuff all the time. Right. And, right. Uh, like, oh, we're ordering pizza again, which is awesome. I love ordering pizza, <laughs> but you just shouldn't do it every meal. Um, no, shut up! You're not, you're not supposed to. Uh, stop feeding jelly bean pizza. She's a cat. She doesn't approve pe- pepperoni that much. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, 
I get. I don't. Uh, I'm struggling with it right now. That's one of my current constant struggles of trying to separate my frustration with not being able to do my creative stuff as much as I want to my far more important uh, responsibility of being a parent. And with that, I'll <laughs> hand it on to Dale. <laughs> uh, you have said everything that Damn it, I I'm would. so sorry. <laughs> I, but, so my situation is a little bit different. My kids are not with me, so I don't see them 24-7. Uh, so when I do see them, it is we go out for dinner. Like we, we oh. have dinner out. That's during the week. I, I make the effort to you know see them at least once during the week. Right. And then I have them whatever weekends I I have them. So uh, you know when they're over at our place, we are able to you know eat as a as a as a family. Yeah. Uh, it, there are a lot of uh, social. I guess metaphors. One is the spoons, another plates. You know, and the idea that you only have so many spoons, only so much energy to give to the universe. Uh, so I I struggle with that. Of that, I have my day job, I have my creative job, I have my kids, I have my relationships, I have my friends, and and I, as well as I think that I am doing managing all of that. I recognize that there are times when I let plates fall. Yeah. I, let, I don't have enough spoons. I don't, I'm not as engaged or present in one of those things as I thought I was. Uh, and you get that feedback immediately, not necessarily verbally, but you get it. You can see the energy, you know, the disconnects that happen as a result. So with my kids, uh, my, my eldest just recently said, I didn't think you had time for me because I see how many shows you do, oh. and that just crushed me because oh, I, I, I had been, I had thought I had been reaching out more, right. and it's still not enough for them, and that's that's fair. I mean, you know, is it fair? I don't know, but for them, I'm going to honor their truth in that. So it's a matter of when we are together to be as present, when mm -hmm. we're not together to reach out, you know, online or phone call or whatever it happens to be. And they're in the city, so I can, That's, yeah. you know, that makes that a bit easier. But they also have school. Right. Yeah. Hockey or oh. whatever else that it is that's going on. And... Uh, there are times that I'm there and I'd rather be performing. There are times I'm performing, I'd rather be with my kids. Yeah. I'd rather be on the couch at home. I'd <laughs> you know, I'd rather be with nobody. And as much as I'm an extrovert, uh, there are times I want to shutter everything out. Oh, for sure. So I, I just, I have to be mindful and uh, more honest about which space I'm in. And there are times where it doesn't matter how you feel. You need to be, yeah. you know, with your kids. You need to be with your kids and, and give them what they need. Yeah. yeah. Um, times where you have to step up and dad. Right. And, and it's... It, <laughs> dad it is, I loved what you said about that. The most important job. It, I haven't always felt that. There are times where, because I have needs. So I, I'm struggling. I'm just through. looking down the road to like how much right. you're going to have to fork out in therapy. If you don't oh. dad up oh, right yeah. now. Well, it, Old the, hip covers a lot of that. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to have to. There are stand-up comics that say no matter yeah. what you do, oh, yeah. they're going to have yeah, therapy. They're going just to, by, you know, by virtue of who you are and how you are, they're going to do yeah, that. So just start that fund early. <laughs> <laughs> start finding your doctors now. Uh, uh, yeah, so so it is a struggle. It is uh, it is a worthy struggle, and I don't. Uh, there are times you have to put aside your focus for somebody else's. 
And then there are other times where you have to carve out your space and say, I, I need this in mm-hmm. order to be the most effective human I can and therefore bring my game back to you. Well, that's kind of to... when you got started writing seriously, that's kind of what you were, you know, like setting up, it seemed. It seemed like you were pretty grumpy until... Oh, yeah. Until you got to start doing your writing. My grumpiness burns hard, though. Yeah, but I mean, like, it it, it took off a chunk of grumpy and allowed you to... You know what? You're probably right. If I hadn't been doing this, yeah, I'd, yeah, my grumpy factor would probably be way higher. Huge grumpy quotient. And that was me for improv. I yeah. came back Not to improv fair. because I could feel that hole and I needed to refill it. I needed mm-hmm. to ex- at least explore whether that truly was the source of it or if it mm-hmm. was something else. And, uh, and it certainly has. I, I have become more of who I am again. As a result of Improv is crazy like that. It's it's so... It's the well? It's so positive. Mm, It's so fulfilling, I think. I don't know. So I heard on your last uh, podcast that there are some who believe improv may not be performance. It may be therapy. therapy. (laughs) And and I heard that. And I I mean, I've heard variations of that. But hearing it again most recently, it was... Oh, come on. No, that's really on the nose. There's a little bit of truth. I mean, a little bit. I mean, if you think about it, there's a metric fuck ton of truth. I I had a friend who had said, you know, I have, I've, I've enjoyed coming out to your shows and I really see the work that you have done for yourself. And this certainly is the path for you to get rid of some of the stuff and to embrace some other things. And, and, at that moment, I couldn't take it for the truth of it. Right. It is. It is the space where I can work through anxieties and negativity and all of those things. Because that's when, what makes good improv. It's yeah. the, the realness of a, of a human uh, experience. Actual yes. human emotion. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I would say that all of that, being able to do it there means that I don't bring it back to the kids. Yeah. Especially the the angry, grumpy parts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I suppose don't always make the best improv scenes, but we'll save that for another. Ah, it brings some realness to it. It's true. We can't just keep arguing and stuff in a scene. Anyway, no, I mean if it's, if it's different, yeah, if it's always that, then like you need the variety of a band coming up for music. <laughs> so it isn't just people shouting at each other. Happy music. Sunny song. But then you get a death metal band and it's just yeah. like, that's it, this I'm God. <laughs> we can't keep doing this. <laughs> Welcome to Slash Pod. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, improv as well as stand-up. Stand-up is more therapy than improv that I've seen. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people go out there and stand-up is where they... The, they, the yes. airing of the grievances. Yes. And like sure. their yeah. yeah, daddy issues. They're, I don't know, I got problems with the way I look. I got problems with the way I feel. I got problems with women. I got problems mm-hmm. with everything. That's... Yeah. I see that in stand-up for sure. But I think the difference is in improv, that's where we go to, that's that's where we let it all go. Right. Whereas in stand-up, the very nature of it is that you do it over and over and over again and it stays in your brain and you don't really get any better because you keep bringing it back. Well, especially if you you get the positive reinforcement (laughs) of laughter. It's like, oh, I can stay here. Exactly. Let's let's talk about improv. Let's go into improv. Okay. Um, Nick's pretty new to improv. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just want, I want to talk about what, what you find. What what are your styles sort of, of improv that you um, seek out? 
to play against or what I personally am trying to achieve? Yeah, what you are personally trying to achieve. Like, I know we took that class with Ken mm-hmm. together, yes. with Ken Hall. Ken Hall. Uh, and it was a long-form class. And I was really excited that we were getting into some of the, like, TJ and Dave type stuff. Right. And that was, for me, that was like, that's what I want to do. Right. But I imagine that's not what everybody was there to do. I, uh, it, it actually, I find that art imitates life and vice versa for me. So I have been working through less is more. Yeah. That philosophy that you really don't need to start with a lot. You don't really need to accomplish a lot. And there's so much you can mine out of that if you take the time with it. Yes. Uh, and if you breathe with it. So I so I have been seeking to uh, to embrace that a lot more and to play with people who play at that speed or yeah. are, comfort, are comfortable and self-confident enough to allow that to be true. It's true. Some people cannot sit in a scene if it's not like, blah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, talk, 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 talk. It's like, no, 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 let's just... just yeah. Silence is okay. So that being said, uh, I am very verbal. I, <laughs> I love puns. I love being witty. I love jokes. I love things that make me laugh, so I tend to go there. I, that is my style as much as I am trying to be the other other thing but i'm also accepting that there's a time and a place to just be that and just and to go and the audience is as much on side and the other performers are as much on side with that that's your show that's your show it's like yeah whenever like i personally hate singing in an improv scene (laughs) (laughs) but but setting you up to do it on your show is like this is only going to be good you know, like this is going to be all kinds of good. So let's I love do. to sing. Yeah, now, and you with, have a great with, voice too. So thank you. You should uh, sing. <laughs> with with musical improv, there are still there's still much for me to learn, uh, but I'm not afraid to go there. Right. Uh, and in fact, I was with the musical improv troupe for years. Right. Uh, that musical improv is what brought me back to improv. Huh. I was doing karaoke as my hobby to try and fill the time and fill fill that fill hole. that need of being in front of people performing. And, and but before I did karaoke, I while I loved to sing, I had never shared that with anybody. Mm. And karaoke was the safe next step because people are super uh, supportive. Right. Of I mean, there's there's always that crowd that are too cool for karaoke. <laughs> And, and judge everybody, but I didn't hang out with them. I yeah. hung out with other people who were like, "Yeah, way to go! Yeah, sing another song, of course." Yeah, those, those people shouldn't be at karaoke then, really. I mean, like, well, that's, that's... but that's their entertainment. All right, Ooh. right. Okay. That it, it, and it takes all kinds. Just like yeah, in, I guess. In it comedy. reminds me of if you uh, if you've ever done recreational sports after high school. Yeah. There's always like the oh, one the, or two super competitive guys. Yes, and yes. you're like, whoa, this is a rec league. You right. need to calm yeah, down. This is my majors. <laughs> so when I came back to, to improv, it was, I'm going to sing. That is what I'm looking to do. And, and I filled that to an extent. But on my show... Uh, certainly, I have an MD. Yeah, he loves me. Well. Jason Zinger, he's great. He's great, and he he is willing to help that song yeah, come out. He'll take you there. Yeah. Uh, and for the first couple of years, I was really good at making other people sing <laughs> because <laughs> because it made me laugh to see the look on their face of the uh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then they would do great, right? right? Uh, <laughs> and then and then they would try and do it back to me, and I was really good as much as I like. I got this. Well, it's like I'm the captain. I can I can choose what I'm going to sing or not, or and then I'd sing, and everyone would be like, "Yeah, thank you for singing." There we go. So it was very rewarding for me. I so in that less is more. I'm allow, I'm moving toward allowing other people to find their moment to sing if they want to. Yeah, like Alan was going crazy with the singing yesterday. I love that he jumped yeah. into that. Yeah, he <laughs> uh, he initiated that all the time for himself. That was wonderful. Uh, I I would rather create the space for people for that than force them into the space. <laughs> but again, I appreciate. Again, that. the less is more. It's like okay. Here it is. This offer is out there. The music is playing. Yeah, take it. Take it. Uh, I had no problem being pimped into it. <laughs> I, I could also yeah. feel it. Like I could feel that this is the time to do a song. Not that I think every all of the shows I am in need to have that. Okay, Dale gets the spotlight for solo. <laughs> I would much rather do an ensemble song. Right. I would much. I, I'd prefer that because it keeps with the with improv as the base. Right. I, I'm making it all up in the improv song, but it's. <laughs> Improv is more rewarding for me when it's done ensemble. Yeah. Uh, because like the Ken Hall class, you don't have to worry about placing your joke or yeah. the jokes will come out as a result of this group. Uh, well, the anticipation mm-hmm. and the fun, the discovery and the game that can come out. It's harder to play a game in a song by yourself. Yes. Whereas somebody joining you suddenly the two of you can play that well harmony that right. that's a you could use that as a game you could or somebody stumbles over a word and suddenly <laughs> that becomes the chorus and yeah a lot harder to do that by yourself what was the musical troupe you were in special features that's right right and are you guys not doing stuff anymore or? we we've taken a hiatus okay uh but i'm done okay i'm done and and that was it was hard for me to come to that realization because I had helped to create it. It was it's a great format, but I need something else. And mm-hmm. and actually this comes back to the I only have so many plates and yeah, so many spoons. Sure. My I, I need to do the dishes. I need to <laughs> you know, I need to so reset. I, I need to reset <laughs> for myself and focus on the things that A are successful mm-hmm. and B that matter. Right. So had the dandies not continued on, right. I probably would still be in special features okay, so you more full time. Yeah. But if I have to choose between the two, I'm going to choose the one that I get to go home with at yeah. the end of the night. Yeah, I saw and, you two canoodling backstage yesterday. So, uh, you wow. know what? That, that is a new game that I've <laughs> oh, been playing. Like the last couple of shows. Uh, yes, and cuddling. Well, it, so. When we first started, there were more opportunities for Andy and I to play on stage together. Right. And that, that, as we've added more people to the show, we have fewer interactions like that. So in the last couple of shows, because I'm aware of that, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm still going to reconnect with my wife. Yeah. So I'll find her backstage and just start making <laughs> out and, yeah. and distracting. And it's not that I'm not paying attention to the narrative, but... Why not? I could also do this. <laughs> this is multi-dance. part of my art. Right. <laughs> this is this is our. We're just doing our own uh, scene at this moment. Uh, yeah. So it's it, one of the games. It's very sound. it's very yeah. playful, and it also means that it doesn't come on stage. <laughs> if it doesn't make sense to that particular, you know, the narrative yeah. or whatever, we can keep it to ourselves. Yeah, and that's interesting because I feel like there's a lot of a lot of improviser couples 
in the community, and you, it's rare to see them both perform on stage like a unit, like right. you two do. It's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't a question or anything. It was nope. just... A statement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Brief Acts. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Uh, <laughs> Dale is a man. Great. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. I, don't, I feel there aren't enough men on the stage these days. Oh, we're not getting into this. <laughs> I, I, so I, I do want to get into it a little bit. Oh, Can okay. we? Sure. Okay. So you made, when I was asking you about your show and yeah. you were talking about it, it doesn't feel like it's distinctive because it's a comedy variety. Right. One of the things that I am very pleased to see are the number of female, uh, not just fronted, but produced shows that are coming through these there days are a couple of them, and, yeah. and that's great to see and i think that it's not that men are being pushed out it's that they're they can't be as lazy about getting their stage time anymore and that's perfect right it's the way it should be uh so i think that you should continue doing what you're doing and putting yourselves out there in that way because the community at large needs to see needs to see more of it like we we've hit bitches out it's, there it's 2015 like we have to say we have to stop uh holding back yeah i want to see as much as many women performing i want to see like as much variety on the stage as i can you yes. know what i mean like yeah. uh we had i was taught we had a conversation uh about the at the big city improv this mm -hmm. year where they had this kind of debate or discussion about diversity, diversity. right? <laughs> uh, 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 one of the suggestions was, and it, it was kind of like half serious, but it was like, well, what if, you know, what if we put forward a thing where if you want to put on a show, you have to have at least one minority on the mm -hmm. show. And they were like, that's positive discrimination. Or was it that was like, yeah, it yeah. brought into a whole uh, kind of thing. All right. Uh, I mean, as an audience member, you should be realizing that it will benefit you to get more perspective, to have different points yes. of view shown. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's no bad point to it. You're going to be d drawing on a bigger talent pool. For sure. And then more people, of, like, more different people will start bringing their stories out and feeling more comfortable yeah, about yeah. it. And you'll get a bigger, ah, it's just going to yeah. get better it's all around. All wins. You will never see one of my variety shows just be all white guys. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I don't want to see that. I have no interest. I've seen that for years. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't want to see, I don't need to see that anymore. I want to see different stories from different perspectives from everybody, you know? One so. of, it, it, one of my issues when I'm booking who the variety acts are, it's like, oh, I really love that troupe, all guys. I really <laughs> love that troupe, all guys. I really love that stand-up. Oh, okay, <laughs> so so when do I book them? Because I, yeah. I try to, as much as possible, get uh, get women, if not minority women, and, yeah. you know, minority guys, too, if I could find them. Right. Uh, you know, so... I want to have that balance, and you know, I'm I'm a minority, uh, but I'm you know I'm the male minority in my troop, and then uh, I've brought on some more women, and then but there's still the guys, and like yeah. I, it's not that there isn't a place for the white guy, there definitely is. Yeah, yeah. it's just we don't have to worry about the place for right. the white guy. Yeah. Right. He's, he's okay he's right there. now. He's yeah. okay. Um, I will bring the best of friends on my show because yes. they're hilarious for sure. But I'm gonna make sure that there's you know yep. like a black woman doing stand up and right. then like the improv troupe has women men minority you know what i yeah. mean like 
Whether it's a, I don't even see it as a conscious decision, except I can't only have white guys on my show. Right. You know what I mean? It's yes. like, I, I want to see more chicks on this show. <laughs> Which is, uh, so we're in the same spot with that of curating yes. the mm. content before it even hits the stage. Yeah. Uh, so the times that I've had a performer say, oh, I'm not doing that, I'm doing this, throws me a little bit. Obviously, I can improvise around it, but it throws me a little bit because I've brought them in specifically to fill a gap. Right. Uh, or if they can't make it and suddenly I have to find somebody else, well, I can find somebody else. Yeah. But I had a balance exactly. in mind. But the plan of yeah. like how this show is going to work the best. Yeah. What that, You're right, because the balance matters. You know? Yes. It's, and that's something that I consider when I book, uh, certainly the show I do with Jill, mm-hmm. whether or not Jill <laughs> knows that's what my master plan is. Yeah. She's just happy to see the different acts that come out. Like, I don't know. But at the same time, like, you had Todd Graham on there. And despite yes. him being a white man, <laughs> yes. it's fun to see he's a bit older than most of exactly. the comics. Yeah. He's, you know, he's married. He told us that he had a colonoscopy that day. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. He's going through stuff. Very that, different perspective. That's a different exactly. perspective. Yeah. Yes. He's, so that's, you know, like, that's what I want to see. I want to see a variety right. of, of not just, not just men, women. I want to see age differences too, yes. experience point. levels yeah. as well. That is, uh, that is one of the other things within the community that is not, it tends not to be addressed, is the ageism. Yes. Mm-hmm. That there's nothing wrong with the young kids getting their stage time and definitely they have the energy for it and they are fun to watch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. But they're not the only ones. Yeah. Uh, you spoke about Gary Pearson and so I knew a lot of, uh, a lot of those guys and, okay. and women uh, because they were my teachers or they right. were they were the next level from where I was when I first uh, joined. The number of times I've spoken to them and they've said, there's not really a spot for me. People don't know who I am anymore. So I can, if I go away for a while and come back, they don't know to give me... Oh my me God, st- and if you can book them... Yeah, you're getting yeah. like a ten, like right. out of nowhere, and people will be like, what "I've the tried hell? to book Gary before, and he has not been available." So. Well, well, he's he, probably busy. He lives, he's writing a show, and he lives, <laughs> and he lives in Oakville, and know, you yeah. know, and, and he has to keep that fantastic Twitter feed going. It's that so guy's cold all the time. Yeah. Um, so, so I do. I agree. There is space for all of yeah. all of that, and as producers, that's you know, we it's good if we reach out to those people. Yeah. Uh, as much as the up-and-coming, fresh-faced... Yeah. Yeah. The more established a venue is of being a certain way, mm-hmm. the less likely they are going to change their path because they've seen the revenue or the the success of keeping to that path. And as much as change is necessary in our universe, uh, it's really hard for them to let go mm-hmm. and to try and and if there are any failures, that proves that their model was right. Mm. So and, and that's I mean that's a corporate that happens in, in systems. Yeah, in, in yeah. Systems. The you know it's, it's like much the as, momentum <laughs> of the thing is going in that direction. Yeah. It, it yeah. reminds me of uh, Yuck Yucks, which is the big corporate. Yes. And how they re- or how Mark Breslin, the guy in charge, recently mm-hmm. said that. Um, <clears throat> like women are, are like considered minor, minority yes. acts. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we make up more than half the population, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Like, well, and he was saying you can't have more than yeah, two because, on a show, otherwise it's people think be it's. The same. Yeah. 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 Because two women, how, you know, right. they can't have different yeah. experiences. In life. But if you look at it from his point of view, back in that time, that's so how the system was already set up. But we're not in that time. I exactly. know. Well, right. I, yeah. I think he's very. 
I don't know it very well, but from what I'm seeing as kind of an outsider is that guy seems pretty set in his ways. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I saw today they were tweeting, and I just thought this was perfect. Yuck Yucks tweeted this competition for, like, if you enter this contest, you'll win, like, a Fujifilm camera or something. I was like, was what? this post from, like, 50, not 50, yeah, yeah, from 30 yeah. years ago? Yeah. Like, it just spoke so well to, like, how, how they are club yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> In other podcasts, you speak to your goals and what you've worked on and what you're headed toward. Yeah. Um, well, you want to share some? Of oh, that I don't with... know if I, I don't know if I have any or not. I just, <laughs> I, actually, I would like an update. Oh. For you two. Oh, I see. Because that's usually okay. Yeah, I, I can't believe we have somebody who listens to our show on our <laughs> channel. This is Giddy. awesome. And this wasn't just research. I actually listened to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're the like the one active. Uh, social media person who <laughs> communicates with yeah. us on Twitter. And it's very much appreciated. <laughs> no, it's just, like, it yeah. feels great. Like we put the show out there and we hope other people are listening. We uh, yeah, we gets the numbers and stuff like that, but to actually hear back mm -hmm. is uh, not only great to hear, but it's so important for us to know what we should be focusing on and how to improve the, the program. Uh, goals. Uh, I've for, like, I think the last cast we did was, what, one, one week ago? About two weeks week ago? ago, yeah. Um, I've been working on my logline, basically, for the second edit of my script. Right. Um, After you got it completely de deconstructed. Yeah. Uh, ripped apart. Yeah, ripped apart. Torn a new one. Uh, <laughs> whatever the technical term is. Uh, so, yeah, I've been working on that. I'm close to... I'm going to share it with you. I've already shared it with Catherine. Have you, have you done your spell check? Grammar check first? <laughs> Shut up. Yes. <laughs> there are no desserts in there. There's an application that does that. I... Uh, yes. <laughs> it doesn't pick up dessert. Uh, it and doesn't the... understand that yes, <laughs> when yeah. you're saying yeah. that. And another thing is uh, one of the guys uh, I met at the uh, networking thingy, he was uh -huh. like, well, send it to me as well. So I'm going to get his feedback. Nice. And then when that's all ready, I'm going to go to my producer, Jeff, yep. and then see what he thinks about it. And hopefully uh, I can start moving forward on it if he thinks there's something to go on because in the next couple weeks I've got a lot of days off oh, nice. and there are going to be huge four hour writing chunks that nice. are going to become available to me so I'm just like oh, I better get something mm -hmm. uh, if I don't then I'm going to need to figure out something else uh, to do during those four hours I might just do some exercises try to write scenes down anyway uh, so that's where I'm at right now cool I, I just keep doing it. Oh, the Red Book of Destiny. Oh, yeah, here's the thing. I have recently... <laughs> dress? <laughs> dress. It's I important have... <laughs> to wear things. <laughs> this is because I have a, my Fifty Shades of Fifty dress is broken, oh. and I keep forgetting to bring it. It ripped, so I keep forgetting to bring it to be repaired. Oh, okay. I'm not a great seams... Stir. Stress. I know one, though. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's a scary thing that I did that is kind of progress, I guess. Is I... it Halloween-y? No. <laughs> Sorry. No. Nope. I submitted to the Toronto Fringe with no ideas of what I would nice. be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How'd that pitch go? I assume I'll have a show. Well, you don't even need it at this point when you're submitting. All you mm -hmm. have to do is put your name down. Oh, your, all right. And the money. Down, and yeah. yeah and, well, yeah. even it's just the application fee is just 30 bucks. If yeah. you get uh -oh. in, then you pay 700 and you've got yeah. to figure out what your show's going to be before... The show happens. And today is the was the last day for submission. Yeah. Uh, it, it, may I jump in on this? Please. Uh, it had been my intention to submit for a fringe for this year, but we were getting married, so I was pushing it off right. with my intention to go for next year. Right. 
but 700 and whatever dollars is more than I have right now, right. I would have to seriously fund for it. So I did. I let fear get in the way of doing my submission for next year. Okay, well, maybe you say should... fear, I say logistics. Because, like, getting married, that's one of the... That's a big Well, that's spoon. taken care of. That's a large... We're, we're oh, okay. Care of that. right. we're, we're fine. But, I mean, even just looking forward, like, at this point, we are in the day-to-day. So, uh-huh. to, to set aside that extra money, well, it's... There isn't... Where's the extra money coming from? Mm-hmm. Unless it's coming from a performance or something, or doing what other people have done and done the fundraising. The GoFundMe kind of stuff. So... Congratulations. Thank you. For doing the submission. <laughs> I'm terrified. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not until February or something that they decide who gets picked, right? Or I thought it, it was January? sooner than that. Well, maybe. I don't know. Is that $700 all in? Like Once you get picked, you have to, like, you have your submission fee. Yeah. And then separately, it's almost $800 uh, to, to have, do your show. To run the venue and everything like that. Yeah. So you put what your 700 pays for is the space, uh, a tech. So then it's up to you to get the bums in the seats and to pay it off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. And a lot of people do it as a labor of love. They don't expect to recoup nearly as much as they're supposed to. I feel like it'd be easier in Toronto, though, than bringing it. Like, I've done a fringe show in a couple places now. Like, it helps Jill and I, the fact that she's from the East Coast, it helps that she was able to bring people in. But when I went out to Winnipeg and we knew nobody. Yeah. did not make any money. It was and and if you're not, if you don't already have some buzz from your exactly. previous, like if you're doing the tour, yeah, yeah. Um, there are some towns that are more fringe towns than for Toronto, sure. even. Winnipeg, but for but sure. you yeah. have to you have to paper and flyer and you have yeah. to do a lot of labor. Well, like, this will be good practice for going to Edinburgh sometime. Right? I do want to yeah. go to Edinburgh sometime. That would be so much fun. So you submitted. Now, submitted. did you just submit for Toronto, or is it just? Like, I just did Toronto because I knew the deadline was right coming up. Yeah. And also, I don't know if I want to tour this summer because I, too, am getting married (laughs) soon. And I don't think it would be economically sound to be flying out to Edmonton this summer uh, with the maybe hope of... But not a shoe. Yeah. 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 Uh, So, I'll stick to Toronto, I think. Yeah. Cool. Um, So, that's a big thing that I did. Look, yesterday I did the holiday. (laughs) Nice, nice. Um, so do you keep everything in a in a calendar for yourself of like what like is this really your life? You this you have is my life. Keep yeah. track of all exactly. your exactly yeah like because I I do a lot of shows and I'm mm-hmm. out and about I have to uh, yeah I have to write it down. But then you plug it into uh, your computer. My as computer well. is a backup in case I forget this. Yeah. Because it more likely than not, if I'm you know talking to somebody and it's like oh you want to do a show, I'm not always at my computer if it's yeah. like oh, in that but, comedy bar and they're like oh you should do this show sometimes i'm like oh, uh, let me check the red book yeah exactly yeah. did you uh, so I, I was kind of i was off the radar in a lot of ways with festivals mm-hmm. did you submit to big city this past year i submitted with three 50s. different projects this okay. year uh improv game show uh eggs are pursued by a bear mm-hmm. and 50 shades of 50 right um and the last one got in, right? Fifty Shades of Fifty got in. So did Improv Game Show. Okay. Which is the first time I applied more than like with one just. And you got two of them trip. in. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Humber, because they were a sponsor this year, uh, I guess they automatically got a show. They got like a whole like yes. hour and a half time slot. And Robin Doof was running it. Yeah. And then so she called a couple alumni that she knew were still doing improv. So I got to play with the Humber people as oh, well. Oh, cool. nice. Which was great. Uh, I wrote a blog about it because yeah. I was like, I don't remember improv being huge at Humber. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but they, these growing? kids were great. Yeah, yeah. These, yeah. They were like smart. That's what I was so like surprised about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was so shocked about it. It was like 
This is really smart improv, which is something I would like to take a step aside and discuss. This huge phenomenon that I keep seeing of like dumb improv, like yes. super fun, super dumb improv. I'm oh, like, really? that is not, that is not That's my That's not my improv. improv. Right. <laughs> well, you think of all the big improvisers, like Tina Fey and Amy, Amy and they, yeah. ain't, they ain't dumb. Yeah. <laughs> no. Where's this coming from? I guess it's just very silly. I feel like it's a, it's a reaction. Okay. Oh. It is, it is the same, rea- same place from which the open jams have started to develop as a okay every show now has a jam section and and the intention is we we want to get seats we want to get butts and seats we want to get more people out to to see this and to support this Mm -hmm. so we're going to go this way with it and so with the with the super i haven't been to the shows but i would think that because improv is already a small niche within toronto Mm -hmm. uh and we're not Colin Mockery. <laughs> we're not Ryan Styles. We're not, yeah. you know, we're, we're not these Big names guns, yeah. it, in it. Uh, we want to let people know that we know that. And, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that sense of, look, it's going to be super dumb. Just come and yeah, laugh come at us, fun. laugh with yeah. us. And, you know, so it's trying to couch it in that term that they think more people will be accessible to it. Mm. Uh, or, or more accepting to go see it. To the point of the stage, having so much access to stage, yeah. I would say as a community that is, it's wonderful to see it. Yeah. Coming from a spot where it was, there was one game in town at that point, and that was just theater sports. Right. Second City hadn't really jumped on improv as a shared this, unless you were of a, of a caliber to join the cast after their set right. to do that open. So really, the only spot for, for a long time was theater one sports, venue. Yeah. And if you weren't at the right uh, place at the right time with the right friends, then you didn't you get, get access to it. Yeah. yeah. It, as soon as we added more venues to it, uh, you know, people were like, oh, we can do this too. Yeah. And, and people were starting to learn that they could go off and find a bar or find a spot. I mean, that's always been the case, but there are so many more bars who, who have been exposed to comedy in that yeah, way yeah. that they go, yeah, we'll open the doors to this because it's people, it's more community than we were getting otherwise. So they, so they allow for that. But now there's a glut. Mm. Now there is so much access to stage time, there is no quality control, aside from who comes through the door. Right. No, that's the problem that we have with all media right now, like podcasting, uh, (laughs) doing like a YouTube thingy, it's... uh, Mm -hmm. It's the din. It's the it's the, the white yeah, noise of everything out there. Yeah, right. oversaturated. Yeah, so. And, and there are times where I feel like I don't deserve to be heard above the noise because I'm just doing this. Like It's just. Like, it's that idea of it's just this. It's just a show. It's just comedy. It's just. And then there are other times where I'm like, come on. Like, I put, I, I have not finished putting in my dues, right. but I've definitely put in my dues. Right. I'm not the top of the field, but I'm not the bottom. Yeah. Like, come, like, I need, I need some help here. Like, <laughs> you know, I need help. Like, yeah. come on, like, we're all, we're, here. we're all, it, it's not like I'm coming to the community and saying, hey, community, you should come out to this and support what I'm doing. Right. Without going, hey, community, here's some stage time. Hey, community, here's this. Hey, community, let's get together. I, I am trying to be, I'm trying to approach it in, we are in this together. Mm-hmm. 
help me in this so I can help you as well. Exactly. At the same time, but not later down the road. Yeah. Um, but given the number of places to do it, they can't hear me. Yeah. And maybe, maybe they shouldn't. You know, maybe for them. They're hearing all sorts of other things. They're right. Hearing, yeah. Yeah. There are better offers. There are better opportunities for how they want to play or where, when they want to play or where. Or That's a struggle. And the only counter for that is keep on doing something of quality because the only way you're going to get to be noticed, I think, is to pop at a certain moment where people are looking to hear what you're offering. That's possibly the only way to get to get that success. Well, you know? I think I think your show is proof of that. Yeah. Because you get people into your show. And and the other thing that I have to remind myself as much as I have that anxiety and that stress about it are the feedback that I am getting from people matters. Mm. So and the fact that I am connecting with the performers of the caliber I am and the uh, we are getting attention. Mm. It's just not happening at the speed I want. The, right. the fact that you're getting feedback is a huge thing as well. Like that, the, to, someone's hearing you. Yes. You know, like yeah. the message has literally gotten out there a little bit. So yeah. there's there's a huge win there. Well, that's funny you mentioned the speed. You you feel the same way because you wrote a thing and you're like, how come I'm not a published author? Yet? Because yes. I'm because yeah. I, that was a moment of stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying this stuff takes time. Yeah. I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but once I had a conversation with Alan Gutman, who's like the original MD for. Oh, I know. Second City. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know Alan Gutman, but yeah. maybe Nick no, doesn't yeah, remember yeah, Alan Gutman. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and it was like my second year at Humber, and he was kind of like, well, are, are you in a rush? Oh, you've, done, yeah. you've said that to me several yeah. times. I'm like, yeah, I need the money. And he's like, well, well you're not going to get yeah. it no. from yeah. writing. Yeah. To, so my experience, because I also went to Humber briefly, uh, but my experience with Alan was, uh, you're not funny. So, and I went... Oh, he said that to you? Yes. Or you? Okay. Yeah. So, so that crushed me quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. One, so somebody else in the class was Good being, note. Good was, note. was being, I guess he, he was going to try and help them get into the second city world. Uh, and, uh, and I'm like, so what do I do? And he's like, you're not funny. And I went, uh, oh, okay. So uh, there was a little bit of the, well, fuck you, I'm going to prove it anyway. Right. And, you know, and I started, I started performing, uh, you know, I quit school and started performing and I'm right. like, well, I'm making money at this and I'm doing okay. Uh, but that always stuck with me in the Shit. back of my head. Um, not to say that I didn't value other opinions he had, but that one hurt. I yeah. bet, man. Um, that sounds he was your indelicate. <laughs> yeah. I you're supposed yeah. to say that as well, a teacher. You know, there are times where, uh, where you need tough love. Yeah. And I actually don't want to talk about you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This oh, isn't a script. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to go down that path. But um, but I do recognize uh, lately you're talking about podcasts and finding your space in the realm. I be, from listening to your show and and a few others, I'm like. I have some things that I would like to say. Mm-hmm. A podcast to me is superior to a blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm not ready to take it to YouTube, so it's in that in-between spot. And the focus for me is knowing your place. Like that's the that is what I'm trying to navigate these days is knowing at what point. No, you need to push more to get above the din. You deserve to push more. In fact, people want to hear that they just don't know yet. 
And then other times where, yeah, that's great that that's true, but you're not ready for satellite FM or XM, right? right? You just know what your reach is, is beyond the scope of what you can offer back. That's a good point. But at the same time, don't give up. Don't step away because you're not being heard at that level. Yeah. Stay here and you get enough of the rumble and eventually they have no it's choice a good place to, to get to the next yeah, level. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, this podcast is a safe space for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. You know, hey, like ten years, man. Yeah, we can yeah. say something stupid right now, or and there's not enough people for it to be a national <laughs> shitstorm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was listening to Todd Banna Allen's yeah. podcast, and I just discovered it. So it's that comedy uh, above the pub, right? Yeah. So I, uh, I, I'm kind of going back and forth between recent episodes and some of the earlier ones, uh, and just to hear their advice of yeah go out into the small communities and do your stuff there and it may be good or it may not be good but yeah. you get you need to rehearse mm-hmm. your you know you need to get le- uh, good at that level mm-hmm. and then you do get noticed in the bigger communities right. and then yeah you can go you know and try and get an agent to take you to other cities across yeah. the country or whatever even, your even goal New happens York, to LA, be whatever, right yeah. so it's you know i mean and that was specific to stand-ups but i think that it's true with any performer any creative for sure you know it's as much as i may like to doodle it's not going in the gallery right it's not there yet it's not even at the street art sale <laughs> yet right so so just to know that that's true and it's okay, that's the, that's the newest uh, realization for me. It's okay to be in this spot of, yeah, yeah I'm not ready to fill this venue yet. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that what I'm offering is bad. Yeah. It's just I'm not at the spot where I am the headliner on the marquee the outside. Hall, you know? That gives yeah. you great perspective too because you can see like I'm not there. That's where I want to be. Yes. Let's see you how have that goal down. What, what do I need to... Yeah. Yeah. So so I will share an update. Uh, we did Fan Expo. We had a great time at Fan Expo. And I was speaking to somebody who supports a, a, a band that we both like. And they were... I, I was sharing that I had this success, but I don't know how to come back next year and presume that we are going to be able to replicate that or or we're going to be even asked and and they said well have you asked yet or have you told them (laughs) they need to have you back i hadn't thought of it from the perspective (laughs) of me being allowed to i I was thinking me being allowed and they were saying you're they need you right you fill this gap that they didn't have and you successfully did it Mm. so it's their error if they don't have you back so at the very least, find out yeah. whether you're on the radar for that. Yeah. Uh, because if you don't do it, somebody else is going to. And as much as they may be good or you know better or whatever, it doesn't matter. If you don't ask, you won't get. True. So I sent an email out and I said, no, it's early, but we would really like to do this next year. And their response was, it is really early. <laughs> we, we, we're like a month out of just finishing it. So, you know, the next one, yeah, we're not there yet. But let's talk in the near because, yeah. you because need, probably you need to we are going to... You need to have that discussion. Yeah, and I said... I, that was I, we're on the same page with that, but I wanted to make sure that yeah, the opportunity was still there. Yep, and it so, shows your keen interest in going exactly. back again. So, so, so ladies my, and gentlemen, yeah, sit tight because right? the Toronto Dandies are going to be headlining Fan Expo in so, 2016. So I have goals. How, yeah. I have How much goals are you charging that? for people uh, to, uh, to well, signatures? When, when, right. <laughs> so, so this year, 
I didn't talk money at all with them. So I'll be frank about this. I yeah. I am not at the point where I've been, oh yeah, well we deserved this amount and I, I'm starting on that path, but believing you deserve that or not mm-hmm. is yeah. money stuff with artists, that's Ooh. hard. So so people were like, well, why not? We filled the room. We should get something. Yeah. Well, I don't know yeah. what that something is yet. But Did you guys get free passes at least? Yeah, we had, yeah. And that's yeah. how I, I saw that as... Uh, not only the exposure to this many more people, but we got weekend passes. Yeah. But I've spoken to other performers who go to cons regularly, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, I got the passes. That's just a, that's table stakes." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting, I also get paid. Well, oh, okay. like, like you said, though, those are regulars. You, this they is are, your first gig, yeah. and, and I was in that spot. So, yeah. but for next time, it's like okay, so you know, I also want a hot dog or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. A pizza, uh, pizza, pizza pass. Yeah. <laughs> it can be a cold. It can be frozen hot dog, but I want a hot dog for every, you know, whatever. Everybody gets a hot dog. That's my one. But then, I, but then I was thinking about it more. It's like yes, it would be nice to get paid. Obviously, that would yeah. help with the you know the financials of it, but more so, I would. We were sitting at the Voyager Q and A. Uh, and yeah. and they were doing their setup and and everything and it was a huge crowd huge turnout for that my goal maybe not next year maybe not two spot. not even no i want to either be the moderator. interview moderator yeah. or i want us to be the opening act yeah. i want us to be the warm up for the crowd <laughs> cuz we could do it and even if they say don't do any star trek we can improvise like That's we can true. I want to fill that role. Yeah. Uh, so and and meet the meet the performers. Okay, <laughs> but that's that's my payment. But yeah, I want us to. There were so many opportunities, and the stage is set up for that. Yeah. Like, give us a mic and let us go. And yeah. the worst that happens is people are going boo. We want Christopher Walken <laughs> or whoever it happens to be. Uh, so what? So what? Uh, yeah. So that's my long term goal with it. If we continue in the. Uh, convention space mm-hmm. and then second to that is I want to tour yeah. I want to go to the other fan expos or the other whatever, you know NYCC Ni- Niagara or, Falls Ontario oh, is yeah. Ni- yeah, that's for not sure. that far away you exactly know, Ottawa has yeah. a they would appreciate yeah. 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 Ottawa we, gets great like comedy audiences too yes because they're so desperate for for sure for funny yeah because it's such a serious yes place. it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that that is my goal and and that Part of that, uh, the traveling takes, I uh, have to take into account uh, both the financials of doing that mm-hmm. and who's available. The scheduling. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. if it's just Andy and I going out to do it, we can do it, but it's easier with an ensemble. Right. You know, even if it's four people, uh, you know, five people would be my preference. But that's a good, yeah. You know, four, I think that's four you can, anyway, so that's, that's my other goal aside from just getting in front of more and more audiences uh, of size uh sorry i'm side noting myself on that it was so rewarding to be able to perform to a packed house of people who were on side with both the star trek so they had the references but also people who just wanted to laugh it's it's a sweet spot to to get that immediate feedback of the we are with you (laughs) was so rewarding so of course i want more of that yeah Yeah. uh but i don't want to focus uh so exclusively to that realm that we stop working at home Mm. right I thought, well, I think it's interesting you say that because I, I find that very much at your show. It's, right. You get a great reaction. You get great yes, feedback from for the sure, audience. For sure. I imagine con, the con was like, 
magnified. Yeah, like, like 10,000 times take, that. Yeah. Take that room and multiply it by... Uh, 100, 200, yeah, however many people yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So... So that's my; those are my personal performing goals. Aside from the quality uh, for myself, uh, and enjoying what I do do, what <laughs> do do, <laughs> enjoy where I'm at as well. Nick appreciates. I do. Him. There you yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Before the podcast, you had. I think you had used the word. I was being hard on myself. It's yes. like, oh, we missed. The there hard we go. On. <laughs> <laughs> right. Any last words, Dale? Because we're going to kill you now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember to enjoy what you're doing. And that's a lot of why you're doing it. True. Yeah, focus on doing that. Sounds good. And then yeah. good things will happen. Yay. Yay. La, 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 la. Let's bring the happy band back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dale. Thank you. Struggle on. Say it. Oh, great. Struggle on. <laughs> Do you want to say it too? Struggle on. If you want to find out more about Dale Wells, the Dandies, and Holodeck Follies, be sure to check out improvdandies.wordpress.com. That's improvdandies, all one word, .wordpress.com. Or you can find them on Twitter, at Toronto Dandies. Toronto Dandies.